and shaved her daughter's head to make it look like she um, was uh, to appear as a cancer patient. Murders, mysteries, unexplained stories, and our family's crazy opinions on them all. Join us now. The Family School of Thought is in session. Okay, everybody. How is everybody today? Good. Good. Doing great. Doing great. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, everybody out there in uh, YouTube land. And thanks again for joining us for this week's this Family School of Thought. And please remember to like us, share, and um, um, write us at the, our email at thefamilyschoolofthought at gmail.com. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's start it off with Cass. What's the weather like in Portland? Mm, it was very rainy today. Um, gloomy, rainy. But. but I did I not hear that you were climbing some mountains? Not today. Yesterday oh. I was climbing. Oh, I yesterday. wasn't climbing mountains. I was climbing at a gym. So it's all oh, indoors. A rock wall. Yes. A rock wall. Okay. Good. Good. But it was raining yesterday. So that's, you know, and it's nice to be inside and doing something while it's raining. There you go. There you go. Okay. All right. Jesse, can you start us off with some fun facts? Yes. So I got three kind of neat ones i guess you know they're they're more positive they're enlightening um mental floss amazing facts calendar um if you watch any episode of mr rogers i think we all know maybe everybody knows who mr rogers is or mission the show mr rogers neighborhood i guess mm -hmm. um it gives you some sweater envy because he's always wearing a, a cool little sweater in the show yeah. yeah. So, did you know that you'll never be able to find that sweater in the store? You'll never it's find homemade. it because it is homemade by his mother. Really? Yeah, so. That's cool. Yep. All you know, I think I think I did know that because on one of his shows, he said that his mother made his yeah. sweaters. Yep. All of the sweaters that he wore on his show were knitted by his mother, Nancy. Yeah, that's really awesome. So there you go. So awesome. a fun fact right there. Um, mm -hmm. Also, according to a study published in the journal Organizational Behavior and Human Decision Processes, sarcasm can promote creative thinking. So you're a creative <laughs> thinker <laughs> if you're sarcastic. I believe that. So Odin, Odin and Matt are very creative thinkers because they are <laughs> sarcastic all the time. What? Odin has become a little Odin is a little bit of a sasshole now. So, you know, <laughs> whatever. But don't, so. don't, don't talk about my grandbaby like that. He's a good boy. He's he is. He's sassy, I said. <laughs> sasshole. He's a he's sassy and he knows it and he's he knows he's cute because he yeah. knows if he just smiles at you and gives you the little twinkle in his eyes, he's gonna get away with whatever. Mm -hmm. Where do you think he got that from? Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Okay. That is from his daddy. Um <laughs> the last little fact that I have is just some general knowledge for people. 
But did you know peacocks are all male? Yes. They are only that. male. If it's a female, it's called a peahen. So there you go. Peacock, I mean, I did know that. And the, the well, I just knew that the peacock men are beautiful and the women are brown. Right. Well, that's but like that's any cool. other bird. Yeah, that's almost any yeah. bird. Yeah, because even the red bird, I mean, the cardinal, it, it, the males are beautiful and the females are like a light brown. <laughs> it's like, well, because in every other species in the world, other than yes. humans, the men have to impress the women, not the other they, way around. They have to do stuff to make the women want them because uh-huh. they know the women are going to provide. Yeah, right. Cass, let's get on with the song of the week. Yeah. Um, so this song of the week uh, is another stalker song. There seems to be quite a bit of these. Um, but uh, it's one you know, uh, and it is Blondie's One Way or Another. Oh. Oh, yeah, I can yeah. do this about stalker. It's a stalker. It's a female stalker, but it is a stalker, you know. One way or another, I'm going to find you. I'm going to get you, get you, get you, get you, one way. And it even has lyrics. If all, what is it? And if all the lights in your house are down, I'll follow your bus downtown. I'll get you one way or another. So, yeah, it definitely promotes. I will ride past your house. Yeah. 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 Yep. It's a good and song. The lights I are know. all out. I'll Great song. Yeah. Everybody knows it. Everybody loves it. So I found out this song was about stalkers like back when I was in middle school or high school because it became popular again in the around the millennial because or the millennium because of Coyote Ugly. Whenever that uh-huh. movie came out. That's where I heard it. I was trying to figure out where uh-huh. I see, had heard it. That's where, yeah. That's where, like, I, like, mostly remember it from. It's from Coyote Ugly. Which I think came out, I don't remember. I could be wrong. I can't look it up right now. I think it came out in 98. Is that correct? It's about um, right. Somebody when it. It. Yeah, I was going to say 2000, maybe 2001. I mean, she recorded that song in the late 70s. Mm-hmm. Right, but that's what I'm saying. It kind but of they, like had it had a resurgence of, of yeah, yeah. She yeah. she recorded it. Was was the stalker looking for her, or was she looking for? She's looking for. She's the stalker. She's, Blondie is the stalker. She's the yeah, yeah. Oh, and who? Okay, maybe I I'm way out, but I like the song. But who is she stalking? I know you guys don't know. Guy, no, just a guy. Yeah. Oh, oh. Just a okay. song about stalking a guy. Really yeah, and she's gonna find her. Or find him. Maybe next week. She's gonna get him. <laughs> you know, that's a good. You know, it is a good song. Back in the seventies, yeah, like girls would stock the guy. There's a very like, similar song me. about they rollerblades and keys. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say that. Yeah. Yeah. Someone got a new brand, roller, roller skates. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You two girls used to sing that all the time. It's a stalking song. <laughs> it is. It's a stalking. Song. <laughs> it's another song about a girl stalking a boy. Well, um, but okay, all right. Well, good. 
All right. That's a good song. I loved Blondie. I loved her back in the day when she was very edgy when that first came out. It was really, you know, she came. Um, out the of, only females in rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She played at um, um, CBGB's. CBGB's. Yeah. Yeah. With Patty Smith. Mm-hmm. Patty Smith is better, but it's, I like that. <laughs> Blondie's got a a better, I shouldn't say voice, but it's not raspy. Like, Patty Smith's got a Blondie actually sings where Patty's Patty's, talking. Patty is a poet. Yes, Yes. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, two versions of singing and... They are. Well, Blondie is more... Patty talks. Really a, a performer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Patty Hearst or Patty Hearst. It's <laughs> really a um you know an artist and she's she's expressing herself. Right. Now. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's expressing yeah. herself, not performing somebody else's thing. Yeah. Right. So they're totally different. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. D, I think you're up this week. Got something exciting for us? Yep, I do. Okay. You're going. <laughs> okay. It is about Claudian, Claudia, Petra, Petra? and otherwise known as D.D. Blanchard. Oh, Everybody, yeah. Everybody oh, okay. didn't know her name is Claudia. Mm-hmm. Huh? I didn't her, name is, her name is, she was born Claudia Petrie, and then, um, she went by Dee Dee, and then she married um, Rob um, Blanchard. Okay. But she was born in May of nineteen May third, nineteen sixty three, in Louisiana, and she was one of five children. Um, as she was growing up, her relatives recalled her as a retaliatory child, and. What's that? Now, mean? Uh, that she, she retaliated. She oh, reta- retaliated against authority. Okay, got it. Yes, and she did crazy things even way back then. I mean, she was manipulative even as a child, apparently. Um, and it is believed after all of this, and now that they've they found out um about her more that she may have starved her own mother because um, right out of high school, she became a nurse's aide. And when she was 24, she started dating Rod Blanchard, who was only 14. Um, Holy cow. I mean, not 14. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew he was like younger than her, but that's really no. young. No, who was only 17 at the time. She was 24. He was well, 17. Well, that's not much. It's not, not much better. better, but I, yeah. Well, it, can time, be sure, can yeah. It? it can be done, can it? It can be done, can it, Oh, sh- <laughs> Yeah, you rated it. You, you know, you know okay, someday you know, people are going to watch this and actually believe mom was way older than she was yeah, when you keep making comments Yeah. Okay, so um, she ended up getting pregnant, and that's so all because they, he thought that that about, thing to do was to marry the woman and so he married her 
And um, shortly after that, they had a little girl and they named her on in July of 1991. Um, they named her Gypsy Rose. And shortly after Gypsy was born, they decided that, or he decided that um, things weren't going to be work out because she was very controlling, manipulative. Um, she did, I guess, crazy things in their marriage. Shortly after Gypsy was born, they got the divorce. And then Rod um, tried to be a part of Gypsy's life for the first year, but... Um, it was clear that Dee Dee wasn't going to let him be a part of her life. Um, she would said bad things about her father, uh, Gypsy's father, pretty much from the get-go. And um, she deterred him, made him, you know, just said that he, she couldn't see him. Um, in her family... Um, Whoops, I'm sorry, I, I jumped to things. Um, he um, continued to pay child support, which was $1,200 a month child support. And then Dee Dee moved uh, back in with her family. Um, so she moved back to live with her father um, so that she could support and take care of Gypsy, but she still received alimony or child support for her. Gypsy, right, um, and then things weren't going very, very good with um, living with her father because she started doing crazy things, and her father was um, very, very suspicious because his wife all of a sudden got very, very sick, and so they or her father was very suspicious that um, Dee Dee was poisoning her stepmother with weed killer. They never got, they never got a conclusive answer to that or what, but the thing, they thought that she was um, poisoning her stepmother. And then Dee Dee, um, why she was living with um, her father and stuff, Apparently, she wrote bad checks and stole money um, and was uh, doing other petty uh, crimes and kinds of different kinds of crazy acts where she was living with her father. And um, when they questioned Dee Dee about Gypsy's health um, and her behaviors, she took her daughter you know, because then they kept asking, you know, why, why all of a sudden is the stepmother sick and why, you know, from day one, even when Gypsy was born a month after, you know, they claim, Dee Dee claimed that she had sleep apnea. So they took her to the doctors and, and, you know, I, I think that that's why part of what, why Rod divorced because all of this stuff, writing bad checks, um, saying that the baby had sleep apnea, that she needed to go to the doctors, doing all this stuff. Um, well, after she moved back in with her father, the whole family started questioning Dee Dee. Why, um, 
what's going on? Why do you think that she's got sleep apnea? You know, she's a, she was a perfectly healthy baby. And um, so she took her daughter, she took Gypsy and left. Shockingly, after she moved away, her stepmother made a full recovery. So, you know, why didn't somebody question it anymore? Why did anybody not say anything about Gypsy when all the stuff was going on later? You know, I mean, there's just so many red flags from the very beginning. Um, and then after um, Hurricane, because they lived down in Louisiana, and Hurricane Trina come through. And so she up and moved to Missouri. I don't exactly know why she went to Missouri other than a doctor had suggested that she could get help for Gypsy in Missouri because of what um, Dee Dee was claiming. Um, and then from an early age, um, she, like I said, she claimed um, Gypsy having sleep apnea and then um, test proved otherwise that, of course, she didn't have sleep apnea. And then that's why her family was asking her. And then um, after she got the test results back that the baby didn't have sleep apnea, um, that she had uh, chromosomal chrome. I'm, I've got a brain fart. Um, I think you did a good chromosomal. Right. A chromosomal dis disorder. disorder. And so then the doctor recommended her to go to Missouri because they could probably do more testing than where she was. So what she did, she um, made... Uh, um made the trip to um Missouri and it's back in my papers but um at 7 um I'm jumping but when Gypsy was 7 somehow it didn't explain this but she was it, it said she was on a motorcycle and she scraped her knee and so when she scraped her knee, of course, Dee Dee blew it all out of proportion and made this wreck seem like, you know, she went to the hospital, but she only had minor scra scratches and scrapes on her. But Dee Dee turned it into um, multiple oh, operations my. for these scratches. Mm -hmm. So... Gypsy had to go undergo all these operations on her knees because of these little minor scrapes from this motorcycle. And um, after that, I don't know if it's true or not, but in all of the paper or stuff that I was reading, um, it says that she was unable to walk at this stage in her life. So at, at seven, mm -hmm. She was put in a wheelchair and she was never to walk again. Um, and then Dee Dee stated that her daughter had um, seizures every month, which prompted doctors to put her on medication. You know, there's another. 
why didn't these doctors check this out beforehand? Why was she able to get all these doctors to give her medicine, especially when she really didn't need it? I mean, there's MRIs, there's testing that you can see if a child has had a seizure. Why would you give up a kid a medicine if she really did? This was early 2000s. So I don't Mm -hmm. think they had like as well technology and or like not every hospital had an MRI machine. Yeah. Um, And she used Katrina as like basically a they couldn't find her files kind of thing. Like so many hospitals were flooded and so many people's files were lost. Dee used that Mm -hmm. as like a. She would and go to these did. hospitals and say, like, oh, well, I don't know where her files were, but the last doctor we went to, Dr. So-and-so, mm-hmm. said that she had this disease, this person yes. had this things. Mm-hmm. And she would also steal doctor's pads from the offices yes. and, and then write prescriptions and, and write diagnoses on them. Right. And then she would also have prescriptions for herself for, like, anxiety or depression. And she would give those to... Mm-hmm. gypsy to make her like slow down like basically lethargic. catatonic right yeah. yes and they made she was very lethargic pretty much her whole life i mean and, the, the and i think that's i think no, that's no. what happened with her legs is that she, gypsy can walk yeah. and she does walk now she, um, yes, and basically yes, what it happened is that the side effects of the com- combination of medication she was getting basically made mm-hmm. her legs numb and so she couldn't walk on them mm-hmm. right um, th- some of the medicine that she was giving her, but really she could walk all along because her aunts told her father, Rod, that she could really walk. And mm-hmm. so then everybody mm-hmm. started questioning it. But um, even at a young age, Gypsy was told not to do things. And um, she was after- able to walk and she was monitored so closely that she didn't, you know, she just mm-hmm. didn't. Right. Yeah. And, and then right. Um, right. then after all of this, and once um, she got put into a wheelchair at seven, um, Dee Dee said that she had muscular dystrophy. However, mm-hmm. of course, all the test finding, when they did all the testing, she really didn't have muscular dystrophy. Um, she, uh Shortly after um, that diagnosis with the muscular dystrophy, um, her daughter um, come down with uh, both vision and hearing problems. And um, when she moved from one part of town in Missouri to another, and she moved to, um, to Aurora, Missouri, and the town rolled out the red carpet for this family because she was, you know, in a wheelchair. She was on breathing tubes. She was diagnosed with uh, muscular dystrophy, hearing and sight, and she was on a feeding tube. And so they felt sorry for this poor little girl. And so they devoted their whole lives, the the whole community. It would be like a small community like Ovid that just opened mm-hmm. up their hearts and their whatever Dee Dee needed, they were there. They were, you know, doing whatever the, this kid needed. And um, they, she got free housing. 
because she had muscular dystrophy. So they built her a home equipped for wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel they, like uh, it might have been through like a program, like Make a yeah, Wish. Yeah, it was yeah. The, Habitat right. to Humanity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Habitat to Humanity built them a home. Mm -hmm. And um, like I said, you know, they they gave her, they gave her everything. They um gave her uh private, you know, when she had uh, uh they opened up their hearts, they um appeared uh of course when she arrived, she appeared severely um disabled and humanity habitat habitat to humanity built them a house and then individuals that lived in the town gave them private jet planes to go to whatever doctor she needed to go to and then they mm -hmm. gave her um trips lavish trips to disney world and so and mm -hmm. rock concerts um the more the town gave um the sicker gypsy became by her mother. Um, she was even seen um, um, Dee Dee even shaved her daughter's head to make it look like she um, was uh, to appear as a cancer patient so that she could get more. And Dee Dee claimed that her um, daughter had leukemia at this point. Um, when she was 20 years old, when Gypsy was 20, she was still um, feeding through her tubes and Gypsy knew she was at this point, Gypsy realized that she really wasn't sick, that mm -hmm. her mother was doing all this stuff to her to get um, all of the stuff free. And her mother was very sick. Um, she could walk fine and she knew she could walk at this time, but she never knew that she was, as old as she was because her mother had numerous birth certificates um, saying what how old she was. Well, her father called her when she was 18 years old to wish her her 18th birthday and she didn't know that she was 18. She thought she was 14. Mm -hmm. So um, she wanted um, to grow her hair back and then she wanted to have friends and have people love her um, but they, all, all of her friends and her pe all the people that she knew loved that bald girl with a huge personality. So, you know, no, you know, consequently her mother used, um, physical abuse to control and to make sure that she continued with her pretense. If, um, Gypsy got out of control, Dee Dee would beat her with, uh, wire coat hangers. And if she did something that she wasn't supposed to do, her mother would pinch her, grab her, um, and leave physical bruising on her arms. Um, so Gypsy learned at an early age that you go along with it and do whatever Dee Dee wants, or she would be punished later after she... Um, got done with the interviews or whoever they were talking to. Um, uh, Dee Dee also painted her um, daughter, Gypsy, 
with a mental capacity that couldn't walk and had cancer um, and used the feeding tubes waiting to die so that Dee Dee could um, bankroll on the community. So she was bankrolling on all of the community sympathy and no one reported any of the suspicious behavior until Dr. Bernardo Flastatine um, found it odd that they were claiming that she had muscular dystrophy, but all the tests failed to find anything wrong with the gypsy, that her muscles should have been more deteriorated, that you know she shouldn't have been able to do some of the stuff that she was doing. Um, so the doctor questioned it and um, wanted, you know, wanted to know why any of this was keeping her from walking because she had all of the muscles that a walking person should have. So he got very suspicious and he dug into Gypsy's medical history and found that all of the original tests in New Orleans, so everything that DD was claiming were also negative. So mm-hmm. every doctor that she had went to, everything come back negative, but uh, Dee Dee was still drugging her daughter and doing all the pretense to make everybody think that, like I said, she had um, a mental capacity of a seven-year-old instead of, you know, the 20-year-old kid that she was. Um, Dee Dee was found, found um, guilty of self-made diagnosis Um and he felt that uh, this was a case of Munchausen syndrome. Munchausen syndrome. Huh? Munchausen by Munchausen. I know, I know everybody says it, but it's pronounced Munchausen. Uh, in, in the dictionary. But I, I, was, I was saying Munchausen. Munch, Munchausen. Yeah, I was saying that, but um, in the dictionary, it's it shows moon, Munchensen. What I don't dictionary know. are you looking at? I was looking <laughs> it up on the computer because I thought, well, Dad said you better know how to pronounce this, so I said, okay, I'm going to look it up, and I looked it up in on it, and it says M O O N S. H E N or Munchausen, Munchausen. I don't know. So I was going to, I, I, of course, I can't watch, you know, I had it on one, um, I w- was watching one of the documentaries. I still haven't seen the show because you have to pay for it. We have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And we watched it another, but yeah, um, we have seen it. I know we, I, we watched it. I, I don't know. But um, so it, Munchensen, uh syndrome by uh, proxy. And he wanted to turn Dee Dee in. But all of his 
uh, colleagues encouraged him to just leave it alone and not say anything more because nobody would believe him. So um, hmm. he said, you know, okay, I guess. And so he left it alone, but he was never to see her again. So he never seen Gypsy after that. Um, but he knew she was, um, she knew that he knew that what she was doing and never turned her in. Um, so in 2009, a call came into the local police that Dee Dee was using multiple names and that G or that Gypsy wasn't really sick. And when they checked into it, checked it out um, and went through. So I don't know if the doctor turned the, all of this back in and anonymously, but the police went out to Dee Dee's house and checked it all out. And Dee Dee told the police that she was trying to keep her crazy ex-husband from finding her. So the case was closed because they believed, okay, yeah, this, her ex-husband was trying to get up try to find Gypsy and her. And so she didn't want that to want to be found. So she used false uh, birth certificates and, and um, all the uh, false names, different names, because she was using different names to get all the medicines and stuff and different birth dates and for um, to every doctor that she went to. So Gypsy never knew that her real, what her real age was when, like I said, when she was 18, she thought she was 14. And um, Dee Dee had many fraudulent birth certificates to receive benefits. And the original supposedly um, Dee Dee said was um, destroyed in, Hurricane Katrina. Uh, Hurricane Katrina. Katrina. Um, and so, and then in 2011, Gypsy started searching online for dating services. Um, and her mother, you know, she got old enough that, you know, she, she wanted to make friends and, and get into a, a, meet new people. And I think that when they lived um, in Aurora, she met new people and the all of the neighbors would come and visit and and do things and so she um got on a dating service to find love and uh she met um a friend and Dee Dee found out that um uh Gypsy had arranged for this um, to go meet this guy that lived in Arkansas because he she had told him about her mom and abuse and all the stuff that was going on. And so um, Dee Dee found her and told her that she'd um, better get back because she would call the cops and tell them that she was underage. And in the state of fury, um, her mother got her back 
and then smashed her all of her computers and her phones and um, threatened that if she did anything like that ever again, that she would break her fingers. So um, she had met a friend, Aaliyah Woodmansey, um, in the town, and she became really best friends with this girl and explained to her that, you know, what was going on. And she was never truthful or wouldn't, wouldn't tell her personal things or, you know, she considered her to be her best friend and they treated each other like they were sisters. And um, so in, she confided a lot of stuff in Aaliyah and, um, you know, they talked, but Aaliyah thought it was strange that she never opened up to I guess, personal, more personable stuff. But um, in 2012, Faith stepped in and Gypsy got on the computer again and um, somehow fell in love with this guy named um, Nicholas Gadajan. And he was from Wisconsin and didn't have the best track record. And so he suffered from mental illness and had a criminal background, which Gypsy didn't know. Um, she was told at this time by an ex-girlfriend that he was crazy, but she just thought that it was um, an ex-girlfriend, you know, taking out revenge on, you know, saying bad things about her boy ex-boyfriend. So um, Gypsy was telling Aaliyah um, all of, all about this guy and that she'd fallen in love and, you know, that they were going to um, meet and have kids and, you know, get married and do all this stuff. And then in um, um, so then um, Dee Dee found out that she was talking to another boy. And so she smashed yet another computer and phone. And Gigi, but, you know, Gypsy um, found other ways. And I'm, I'm assuming that Leah, Aaliyah, probably helped her get work computers or when she got together with um, Gypsy that um, she helped her talk to Nick because she found other ways to, they said, talk to her love. But um, then when, um, so during all these talks, they had arranged to meet. And so when um, Nick and Gypsy finally met in person, they had made arrangements to meet at a movie theater and um, they rushed right into the bathroom and had sex. However, um, Gypsy decided after she met him in person that um, she considered him a bit odd and she really didn't like him that well after she had met him in person. Um, but they had, um, he had 
she during their conversations she had told nick everything i mean literally everything about her mom and how um they faked all of the stuff and and so they plotted and planned on how to kill her mother and nick had multiple um personalities so he said that one of his personalities wanted to kill somebody so he was all gun ho on doing this and so in 2015 nick returned to springfield to carry out the scheme to kill dd and um that he arrived he was supposed to arrive i mean they got they had this all planned out that he was a, to arrive at a pacific time and um, after Dee Dee went to sleep and Gypsy, um, they were out of the house. And when um, Dee Dee went to sleep, um, she gave him, Gypsy supplied all the things that she would, he, uh, that Nick would need to carry out their scheme and their plot to murder her mother. However, Gypsy I guess got scared, nervous that she wouldn't be able to follow through with this and go through with the plan that she had planned. So she got scared and went and hid in the bathroom. And then she covered her ears trying to drown out her mother's screams while her mother was screaming for Dee Dee to come and help her. Um, she refused to go tell him to stop or you know, let's not do this. Um, they continued, he, he can, Nick continued to stab her several times in the back, leaving her lifeless. Um, and then he had claimed that he wanted to rape Dee Dee in the process of killing her or one when he killed her. But, um, Gypsy didn't like that he was going to do that to his mother. So she told him that he could kill his her mother, but he could rape her. So they had sex and why her mother, he, he raped Gypsy, why her mother was laying in the pool of blood in the bedroom dying. And so... Um, after they had, uh, celebratory uh, sex afterwards, you want to call it, um, they took celebratory. celebratory sex after, um, that they took $4,000 cash, took a bus, went to a motel, um, to figure out what they were going to do next, feeling confident that they had gotten away with murder. Um, they, while they were at the hotel, they got envelopes and they mailed the knife back to Nick's hometown in Wisconsin and asked his mother if they could come and live with him. And so, of course, his mother said, yes, mm. you can come live with us. And so they took a bus to go live with Nick's parents and, or mother. And um, 
when they when the police arrived, they had uh, security cameras showing that uh, Gypsy had a blonde wig and was walking fine without a wheelchair in all of these things at the hotel. Um, so in the meantime, all these neighbors that were very involved with Dee Dee and making sure that she had everything that she needed realized that Dee Dee's car hadn't been moved in several days or in several hours or whatever. Um, so the neighbors called 911. And when Dee Dee's car, uh, when the police arrived, um, they found um, Gypsy's wheelchair and all of hers, you know, everything that she needed. And she was supposed to have a mental capacity of a seven-year-old and she wasn't supposed to be able to walk. And so the, the police thought that that was very suspicious and um, checked into it. And they um, found, you know, of course, when the police arrived, uh, apparently Aaliyah um, told the police everything that she knew about what Gigi that she had met this Nick and Gypsy. Huh? Gypsy. What did I, I keep say? saying Gigi. Gypsy. Uh, Gigi. I, because Gypsy. I wrote I, I I wrote G in my notes. So I, I'm sorry, Gypsy. Um sorry, because I didn't want to write Gypsy out. So I wrote G. Um and when I see the G I, I say G. I'm sorry. But Gypsy. Um so Aaliyah told the police everything that she knew about Gypsy and Nick. And so they, of course, checked into it. And um, they found out that she was going to whatever, I, I'm sure that Gypsy must have told Leah that what hotel that they were at or going to. And so the police went there and, and found Nick and um, Gypsy and took them both into custody in West in Wisconsin. So they went to the motel, they seen the, um, they checked out the security and seen that she had a blonde wig on and um, and uh, that she was at the bus station. And I'm sure that the bus station said that, yeah, they went, they took a, a bus to Wisconsin. They found him in Wisconsin and they took him into custody. And because of the um, unusual circumstances, because all of the stuff that Gypsy was supposed to, been under, you know, cancer and um, the prosecution didn't request the death penalty. Um, so Gypsy was found guilty of seven, second degree murder and was charged with a plea de uh, deal of 10 years in prison. Nick was a little hard, Nick's was a little harsher and he was charged with first degree and armed criminal action charging um, charges and he received a 25 year prison sentence but it seems like when I watched um, whatever documentary I thought he got life in prison I was thinking but, he did too you know I, I, it seemed like well, technically um, I believe yeah. a life sentence is 25 years yeah I think um, 
Okay. Because that's why you can get multiple life sentences. Um, oh. Because, like, whenever life sentence was originally, you know, created, it was only 25 years. Right. But our crimes are getting younger and younger. So maybe that's why. Younger and but, younger and we're living longer. Yeah, right. And so uh, since her arrest in 2015, she has had many interviews about the abuse that she suffered. And um, there are movies which are on Netflix and HBO and Hulu. The act is on Hulu and then... Um, uh well, mommy dead and dearest yeah daddy and mommy dearest is on hbo mommy um, dead and dearest i know that's what it says but in the book i went on the paper that it says that it's called daddy and mommy oh i'm sure there's another one but uh the documentary on hbo is called mommy dead and dearest Okay, because that's what I thought it was, but then I went back and I couldn't remember where I'd seen it because it had, I mean, if you get on the computer, it has numerous things on mm -hmm. all, I mean, every, I mean, I could have went for three months looking and up all of this stuff because I'm slow on the computer, but um, I couldn't find where I'd seen that, but, but I do remember seeing it because I, like I said, I had watched a documentary and and they were talking about um the Mon moon's Shinsen syndrome by proxy and um it had munchausen munchausen, munchausen. it is munchausen. munchausen it's munchausen okay munchausen. munchausen munchausen um but it had that dearest mommy dearest whatever but then when i was looking up on this other site it said daddy and mommy dearest so i don't know but um what um you can go you can go on and see all of these movies you can either pay for them or we don't have all of those extras so i had to pay for them and your dad wouldn't let me pay for them so um <laughs> i wanted to watch them <laughs> You can edit that out, but um, okay, stop, stop laughing at you me. You wouldn't let her do you wouldn't let her do the research. No, <laughs> no, that's research. the reason she can't pronounce anything right. Is you wouldn't okay. let her do the research. Okay, let's get this story straight, <laughs> right? <laughs> I blow them up every time, but this was a good story. It, and it's, and it's a very uh, well-known seen this movie before. Mm -hmm. Second, I wasn't going to pay $13.99 and you fall asleep. <laughs> True. And True. I True. <laughs> right, right. Oh. But, you know, I, I probably would have fallen asleep. And, and I have to watch it in the And there's enough stuff on the internet about the story that mm -hmm. we should be able to figure it out without watching the movie. Yes, and I did. I mean, I found a lot of stuff, but like I said, I wanted to know how to say all the Munchausen. Munchinson. Munchausen by Munchausen. Munchausen syndrome by proxy. But um, like say it like you're munching on a house. Munchausen. That's what I thought it was. And I told your dad that and he goes, You better know oh. how to spell it. you better know how to say no. that. So I thought, okay, maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. No, you were. You were definitely 
I said, you need to. You were pronouncing it Moochountain. Moochountain. Well, that's after, that's because I looked it up because your dad said, you better know how to say that uh, disease. And I, okay, I'll look it up. So I did. And now I'm saying it wrong. All right. So, but in all of the interviews, after she's seen all of the interviews, I mean, after she started doing all the interviews, she was on um, quite a few uh, talk shows and stuff. And she was on, um, God, I can't even think of his name. Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil. She was on Dr. Phil and and, um, a man uh, um, had watched one of the HBO series and his um his they call him he goes by ken but he had watched the hbo series special and um wrote to gypsy in may of 2019 and they um somehow they became engaged and um it's been an on and off relationship since then however um they had a, a wedding scheduled in 2020 I don't know if that ever happened because, like I said, I didn't go through to find out if she really did get married or if they planned the wedding in 2020. And um, she's supposed to be released in. Um, she's already released. She's supposed to be in going um, out for parole in uh, 2024. But they said that she could be paroled as early as December of 2023, which is next year. Um, and she will be 32 years of age when she is released. Um, so she got a 10 year sentence. Right. She got a 10 year sentence in prison. So she was 24 when she committed this crime. Or, yeah. Yeah, she was 24, and then she'll be 32 when she is released, almost 33, they say. Yeah. Um, and um, Gypsy um, suffered uh, terrible and twisted realities of her mother, who created lies throughout her whole life and um, was one of the, I guess, worst cases of... Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Right. Um, and so the sad thing is, is um, Gypsy ended up paying the price for it her whole life. And um, they, you know, one the good thing about it is um, she's, will, people are saying that she's still young enough that she has a shot of a normal life. But the question is, um, after living that kind of deception her whole life will she be able to live a normal life that's my question mm -hmm. uh, i don't know i mean well she definitely is going to be affected by this the rest of her life yeah i think so yeah but but she also um i've seen her on an interview and um she said being in jail is better than being with her mother you know, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. And I know that that's what she's been, you know, that was what was said that, um, that it, if she would have lived with her mother, it would have just continued and it, it her life would have been miserable. So 
at least being in prison, she found out what her mother really did to her and right. realized what a, a what a horrible thing that she had done. Um, and to this day, apparently, um, Aaliyah is still considered one of her best friends and they talk to each other and um, Aaliyah attends every um, hearing that Gypsy had to go to and um, they still remain best friends to this day. So she talks to her and I'm sure that after Gypsy is paroled and let out, um, hopefully they'll be able to have, you know, I think that Gypsy considers her as her real, probably some of her only family. And she's now seeing her father that she thought that didn't want anything to do with her and found out after all of this come to a head, if you want to call it that, um, that her father really did love her. And she thought that he hated her and that he was a bad person and that they were running from him because he, you know, hiding from him. And that, that wasn't the case at all. So hopefully she, once she's released from prison, um, she can get with family and they can support her and she'll get the, she'll get the support and the, you know, psychological help that she'll need once she gets out. Right, and, and hopefully that when she was in prison, she received some of that and realized that the life that she lived wasn't. Well, wasn't I mean, even if she did, and I think, you know, our prison system is working on reintegration system or programs, but like, it's going to be a completely different, you know, life for her. You know, she's never lived on her own. She's right. never, you know, had to take care of herself. Uh, you know, she's always had, even in prison, you know, she has rules and, you know, things she has to follow. Right. Um, so it's going to be, unfortunately for her, she's, and she's never going to leave the limelight. She's always going to have everybody looking out, looking at what she's doing. You know, she's yes. never going to have a normal life. Right. Because um, they're going to so look inside, you know, everything, everything she does, is going to be yeah. news. Yeah, you and she's lived that life of schemes, and you know, even if she marries, even, even if she today, marries somebody. Yeah, I've seen a uh, interview with her recently, and you know, it's like talking to a ten-year-old. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, she's not right. Doesn't have the mental. She doesn't have the mental capacity that a. Right. a no, I don't think that's like a mental, like, it's not actually like a mental disability. I think it's just, I think that's just, just how she had to act. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she, she yeah. didn't, I think they said she, that Dee Dee pulled her out of school in like second grade. So like, they did. there right. is going to be some like educational defense, defi deficiencies there. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, that was what I And she had to right. pretend, she had to pretend that she was younger or she would get abused by Dee Dee. So I think it's just. You know, I can see a clear difference, but uh, when she does interviews now, but I mean, there is going to always be that personality trait. So, oh, Cassie, right. I got a question for you. So, you've seen that recent interview of her? Mm -hmm. Well, I've seen like interviews, I don't know how recently, maybe like 
2020. I don't know. Right when, like, you know, this was a big, not big news, but, like, when the act came out and, you know, all this stuff was getting brought up again. I think I saw interviews. And I, w- I was also looking at, um, he does, like, computer stuff, uh, like, the podcast, like what we do. And he was mm-hmm. saying that when they made the movie, the act, they portrayed that um, Leah had a mother and that um, she asked in this movie, because see, of course, I haven't seen the act, um, mm-hmm. that she, that Gypsy had asked Leah's mother to be her mother. And, you know, and I'm going... I don't remember that, no. So they they had a bunch of they added stuff that they well, should dramati- it's a dramatization. Every right. Right. everything that is based off a true story is a dramatization of facts. Um I say facts right. loosely. Um yeah, you never if you're watching something and it's not like a documentary style where everyone's being interviewed, uh and it's like actors portraying, you know, what's happening it's it's going to be dramatized for public consumption right so and things then are going to be you know fake right and then it also said that in in the movie the act that leah um in her part refused to have anything to do with gypsy after all of this come about but in real life she's still she still remains her best friend considered sister um and went to all of the hearings, but in this movie, it portrayed um, her relationship with Gypsy that she, you know, when she found out the real truth, she didn't want anything to do with her. So, you know, I mean, there's just so much out there. I think, and again, we're doing this just for entertainment purposes only, but um, I believe that Aaliyah, she lived across the street from her. Yes, yes. she bought into all that stuff, but she could see some of these. Like she figured was, out she could walk. You know what right, I mean? Right, so and, so right. Aaliyah she, was figuring this stuff out before Gypsy told her. You know what I mean? But she well, could see this stuff. And then after she, this happened, yeah, Aaliyah was really mad that they were lying to her and she'd been fed. But as time went on, she realizes, okay, Gypsy was lying to her, but Here's because of the circumstances of her mother. So well, I was also going to say, mm-hmm. I don't remember this in the, I don't remember the ending of the movie or the, it's a mini series. I don't remember the ending of the mini series saying anything about it, but also like, imagine like, even if like, so you're finding out that somebody you lived across the street with called your sister is not as disabled as they're saying. She's not as sick as they, they're saying. And right. her, your entire family has been, giving them money, giving them assistance, giving them this and this and this. So you're finding out that this has all been faked. But also, your friend has just murdered her mother. Like, that's going to be kind of shocking. Like, I would definitely have to take a step back and be like, whoa, okay, like, who is this person? Like, it might take me a while to be like, okay, okay, fine, okay. That's what I'm saying. Understanding, yeah. She was upset at the time when it happened, but, you know, a minute to figure it all out. But right. I think even um, before they murdered her mother, I think she tried to like get um, Gypsy away from there a few times. You know, 
I think the family was realizing there was like an abuse right. Right. problem because I uh, again this is part of the dramatization. I don't remember if this is actual fact, but I believe CPS was called on Gypsy and she was multiple times. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, and um, Dee Dee tried to manipulate Gypsy and say that um, Aaliyah was bad news and that she was mm-hmm. a bad influence on her. Right. So right. Aaliyah was right. trying to help her. But Dee Dee was figuring out that she knew more than what she should. Mm-hmm. And then somebody called CPS and they came in and checked it out. Of course, Dee Dee lied and everybody believed her. And if she had um, Gypsy all drugged up, so right, 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 just got there, right. So Gypsy couldn't answer any of the questions because, um, so it so really did. So everything looked like somebody was just turning something in that wasn't really true. But yeah, there, if you look at all the red flags, um, it was a sad situation and family, somebody should have stopped this years and years ago. Like when she was seven years old, when, when the well, doctors said that all of the stuff come back negative, why didn't they, you know, why did it take that one doctor once she got out to Missouri and she was what, 10, 11? Right. Well, I mean, that's the thing about Munchausen by proxy is that nobody they, wants to truly believe that a mother would purposefully would do make their own children right. yes. sick. So it's so hard to a prove, but to believe, you know, like it, it, you just would never, you would never believe a parent would do this to their own before child. Before this story, most people never heard of anything like this. You know, no, like, yeah, I don't like, think so. It's, really, it's really rare. It was this story really, really brought a light to this. And for that doctor to yeah. diagnose that right away, it's too bad that he really, and he did. I, I really believe that it, he was the one that told the police that she was using um, various names. And I really think that he went against his colleagues, but he knew that he wouldn't be believed so he didn't want to ruin his reputation and mm-hmm. you know the colleagues didn't want their um the investigation to go probably into their doctor's office and you know all that stuff needs to be investigated so they didn't want that and said leave it alone and he did but i really think that it got back to the police probably through some means of him saying, you know, this is what's going on. But they didn't look into it far enough. Well, I also I also think too, again, this happened in like the early 2000s, but now I think, you know, like when you go to the, like when a kid goes to the doctor, if there's some kind of bruise or whatever that's suspicious, right. now there it's more of a secondhand practice of, Hey, let's ask a couple more questions to the child to see yes. how they respond. You know, so I think this kind of, this case kind of really changed how doctors will look at um, kids that are injured and the child abuse that goes on because a lot of it is more. I think before, I mean, there's always been child abuse, unfortunately, to to people's right. own kids, but it's been more physical where the kid comes in and with a broken arm or, you know, whatever. And, oh, he fell off the bike. He ran into the door, those kind of things. But it's, uh, I think that they, they start looking at it a little bit deeper now. 
than they they did before. Yeah, and and even with her abuse that she received, um, like she said that, you know, she she learned from an early age how to respond because her mother right. would pinch her hands or pinch her fingers or do right. something to her. And it would, right. you know, and it said, you know, like in all the interviews, it said that they were always holding hands. So Dee Dee would hold her hand. And if she was saying something that she shouldn't have said, Dee Dee would squeeze her and she would say she knew to clam up. She knew to shut up. She was saying too much. So back up a little bit. So, you know, and, and that's any abuse. I mean, kids know yeah. that if they don't say what their moms want them to say, mm -hmm. they're going to get beat well, when they get home. And they did kind of live kind of like celebrities. I mean, people, right. they were having telephones for them. They were always mm -hmm. collecting money for them. They yeah. were on, mm -hmm. like, they would do, you know, like go to conferences and, you know, so she knew this is the way they make their money. Ticket, yeah. Right. So she mm -hmm. didn't want to mess that up. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, I mean, she knew. That's what I'm saying. She knew. And then when she was 20, which she didn't know that she was really 20, she knew that all of this was fake. That, you know, it was. Mm -hmm. well, she and, was I, and I think that when she started hanging with Aaliyah, she Aaliyah's this one that picked up on this and was yeah, and 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 asking her more questions, and then it clicked into uh, Gypsy's head that oh yeah, my mom gives me medicine, and I, and I can't, I I don't have any feeling, or I I go lethargic because I don't understand what somebody's saying. So I think she realized that, and then when her mom was saying that Aaliyah was. A bad influence on her. Well, I think she was putting two and two together that, and she would run up and walk at night when her mother was sleeping. Right, right, you know? exactly. And right. I was going to say too, she was on a feeding tube, so a lot of the medication her right, mom was right mixing in yeah. with her food, and so right. it was going right into her system through the the feeding tube. So it was, yeah, right. she picked up on that. When a and the reason she was on feeding tubes and she really didn't have a choice of like eating a lot was that uh, she would get up and walk around at night when her mom was asleep and she would eat like go into the fridge and eat food she wasn't allowed she wasn't and so she got a bunch of cavities or like i don't know if she got right. cavities from this or yeah. her mom basically like ruined her teeth i think she had to get a bunch of teeth to give her medicine she had to get all of her teeth pulled yeah and she had mm -hmm. uh all teeth so she in. couldn't eat yeah right right yeah so she realized that her mother was really doing this to her and i think she was catching on you know talking to other people like she was telling that guy from arkansas and he said well that's pretty sick or you know she i think she mm -hmm. she met up with him and went to the hotel um and met up with him um she realized, okay, you know, and I think that it started from there. And then, uh, you know, she met Aaliyah in 2014. And, um, well, she ran away from home at one point. Right. First. And that, that's where her mom and tracked her down. 
Right. That's and where she went to this guy in Arkansas. She ran away from oh, home. Oh, yeah, yeah. She okay, okay. He met this guy on the computer and he lived in Arkansas and said, oh, you can come live with me. So she ran away from home and went with him. Yeah. But then right. Dee Dee found her and realized that that's where she went because she got on the computer and figured out that she was in Arkansas. And then she told the guy that she's only 14. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the guy was freaked out and is right. like, I don't want to, you know, like, right. he told me she was whatever. I can't remember how, you know, but yeah. Yeah. Well, she, and, probably and told she, her, was, she probably told him her real age and then Dee Dee came forward right. and said, no, she's 14. Right. 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 Because she really was 18. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Well, she really didn't know how old she was. No, she didn't. She never knew really how old she was. But, you know, she assumed that she was old enough. Yeah. So she has a good relationship with her father now. And his father's mm-hmm. her, his wife now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And so I think that they've been very, very supportive of her. And, you know, she realized, you know, what a horrible life that she lived. And her father feels very, very guilty for allowing that to happen and not pursuing and going after his own daughter. I mean, he's got to live with that for the rest of his life now. I mean, should. I mean, really, when you think about it, it's like it was a lot easier for him to just walk. Pay $1,200 a month. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it, like, I, I don't want to blame him that much because you have to understand that Dee Dee was a nurse, so he, and he wasn't, he didn't, he, I don't even think he graduated high school, I think he was a very uneducated person, and Dee Dee is telling him that she's got all these problems, she has to be taken care of 24-7, she has to, you know, be fed through a feeding tube, and that's probably pretty scary for somebody who had a kid at 17, like, you have to imagine right. that he's, he's, right. when this is going on, he's only, like, 22, you know, it's right. it's daunting to, and it's like, well, she's a nurse, she knows what she's doing. Right. She, my daughter is probably better off with her. Well, I mean, and he praised her. I don't know that that's what he yeah. praised her for taking such good care of his daughter. Yeah, he, and he, he believed that Dee Dee was doing the right thing. He, he said, I, I, I trust you with her, I believe what you're doing, and so he really did think that all the stuff was really wrong with his daughter. And then mm-hmm. after Dee Dee right. took her and then disappeared and, you know, he, he, he didn't know why it, all of this, but I mean, her, her family, sister, her sister before, told him before that, this, her family knew that she was crazy and suspected her of trying to kill her, her stepmother and, and right. really questioning her about, her gypsy's health saying that doesn't sound right. I mean, so people in her life were really aware. Right. Right. And and could not all be right. And um Dee Dee's sister told Rod that Dee Dee could walk. And so Rod called Dee Dee and questioned. I mean Gypsy, gypsy could walk. That gypsy yeah. could walk. That um and that's when he was questioning her and and they Dee Dee, he said, well, I, you know, I believe you and I trust you. She said. She manipulated him. She she groomed him. She said that, you know, Gypsy Gypsy does have good days when she can walk, but it's very rare. Right. And he took it at that. She lied. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying there was definitely suspicious. It was suspicion all through. But again, again, you don't. 
Just people to don't want to believe that. Try to figure it out. Right. People don't want to believe that somebody could be oh, that vicious mother. and cruel. Yeah. A mother could do something so right. horrific to their child because I would die. If you especially, I'm sure while they were married, I'm sure while they were married, Dee Dee told he knew. him. Well, no, no. Dee Dee told him, you know, manipulative things about her family. Like, they always blame me on all these things. I'm sure she manipulated him into not believing her family. Right. Well, right. I right. I don't know, but he he didn't feel comfortable in the relationship is what he, in the interviews that that was, he, he was saying, he just didn't think that it was going to work out. So mm -hmm. apparently she did crazy things. Like I said, she was uh, one criminal for writing bad checks. Um, you know, she wasn't a stable person back when they got married, you know, when, when I want to say she was fired from being a nurse. I, I don't know if that's true or not. Well, you know, she left the nursing program shortly after that. So I'm afraid I'm I'm thinking that she probably did get fired, but it never specified that she got fired. It never said Well, maybe they maybe they didn't want to admit she was fired. Like I a lot of times hospitals don't if they fire somebody, they basically have to uh uh claim responsibility. So a lot of the times they will just be like, all right, well you can leave right you're not getting fired right. but this right. is your last right. day right right and and because maybe she was doing things to patients and they found out that she was doing mm -hmm. stuff so, um that's because, exactly I mean, what and that's what they're saying that after all of this they they really think that um her sisters and stuff went to see her mom and they said that she was literally starved to death so mm -hmm. Dee, Dee was living with her mother so they think that she starved her own mother to death mm -hmm. and collected the money or whatever. So she knew what she was doing. Mm -hmm. And she was supposed to be a caretaker and she starved her own, you know, she starved her mom. So unfortunately, there's a lot of cases of serial killers being in the medical profession. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. This, it's an easy way to learn what drugs you can use. Um, right. Learn what the body needs what the body doesn't need um, yes and how to make things look like accidents yep. yep and a lot of um um these cases where the mothers don't have any medical training but they know a lot of terminologies to use they know a lot Jargon. about yeah, yeah right right and um yeah so it appears, yeah, I feel like it appears that they know what they're doing Right. I feel like that's why, because the reason this is one of the worst cases is because it lasted for so long. Most right. of these cases are caught while the child is young or mm -hmm. unfortunately when the child dies at a young age. Um, and so this was like the first case where we saw into their their adulthood that this right. was still happening. Yeah, right. And then the and the daughter killed the mother. So otherwise it would still be going on today. Mm hmm. So, yeah, you're right. Or like you say, she would have been drugged to to the point where, you know, Dee Dee would have opened a, a life policy and Gypsy mm -hmm. would have passed or she would have mm -hmm. done something to make her pass and mm -hmm. not found out because she can say, oh, I don't want an autopsy done because she's the mother. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're, it just happened the way that it did for a reason. 
there's always a reason for something. So I don't know. Well, and like I said, this case has brought a lot of light to this. So now they can catch other people early. Yeah. Well, and it's there's been many they have something to reference. since this. Yeah, since this case became so big and like people really started to understand Munchausen, there has been many cases since that you know people are starting to go like, well, wait a minute, you know, why are like all these mothers having very sick kids? Um, and dying kids. I think one just happened in like 2014 where a young mother, I, don't, I think she killed her son and they were like in the hospital and the hospital was like trying to get her away from the son. Right. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. It's sad. It's, I, I, I don't understand it because, like I said, my life well, is. Because you don't have a. You don't have a mental disease. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it is. It is a mental disease. You know, this is a sickness. Um, I won't say it can't be helped, but it's, you know, it is a disease. It's a right. sickness. It is. It's, you're right. It is. It's a disease. And and uh, what it kind of stems from is the parent, you know, it's just kind of like an alcohol or alcoholic. Mm-hmm. It's the mom or the, the caretaker, whoever it is gets that like high off of other people thinking they're doing such a super job of taking care of this person that has all these ailments you know and they they feel like that power of you know you in you know they get so much encouragement from other people and they get you know they just feel empowered by that which is Mm -hmm. awful but it's the same as you know a drug a drug um mm-hmm. addicted addict. person or right yeah a drug addict or an alcoholic or you know anybody that's addicted to anything and that's what i mean i think that's what it really kind of comes down to is this is an addiction to being you know like being um being addicted to getting praise from people like oh you're mm-hmm. i can't believe it you're doing such a great job like you're such a you're doing the lord's person. work it, yeah right exactly like you're a superhero for you know everything mm-hmm. that you do and i think a really you know, good like... example of this that i've seen in media is uh, i don't know if you guys have ever read the book or seen the miniseries on hbo called sharp objects by jillian flynn yes yes i, I think it's one of the best yeah yeah it's a, yeah. such a good good book and like spoiler alert the mom has munchausen's by proxy and mm-hmm. like it's so and, and that's the, the, the thing is that like you she wants praise so much and she wants her children to be so addicted to her care that she ends up right you know hurting them detrimentally right yeah mm. that was um that was a really really good book mm-hmm. you know always the books are always for the most part are always better than the movie or the tv series whatever but the tv series was actually because it was like a short Right. Well, that's what I think. I think um, we are getting into the generation of not just turning them into books or books into movies, but like giving them the time they need to tell the whole story through a miniseries, which I think it works out well for the book. Yeah, but that one was really good because Amy Adams is in there and she was like the main character. Yeah. And she plays such a different character. What was the name of the movie? It's called Sharp Objects. Is it Sharp or Sharper? I think it's sharp, just sharp, sharp objects. Sharp, sharp objects, objects, yeah. 
It but, seems like oh, I, 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 I really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like um. Yeah, Adams and Amy Adams. Yeah, Amy Adams, but this is like a completely different character than what she mm-hmm. normally plays, you know, because she's always that, I don't know, I always think of um, Enchanted. Oh, Enchanted, yeah. <laughs> or her, the first girl from um, The Office, but, you know, like she always plays this like probably Disney princess girl. Yeah, and, and this kind of it shows a, that, a darker um, side. Oh, Billy. Mm-hmm. What's that? Hey, Billy movie? It was really oh. hard to watch her play it because she played a really bad character. It's hillbilly something. It's a true story. Is it the new one? It's a new one, isn't no, it? No, no. Um, I know uh, when you're talking about that, but that's not Amy. That's not Amy it, Adams. It was. It was Amy Adams. She played the mother who was an alcoholic, drug addict, was a nurse, but, you know, um, ended up getting fired for her. Um, Hillbilly's in the name somehow or another, and um, it was really hard to watch her play that character because it was a real, it was a, a drunk, you know, bad mother, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of so but she's that child, she she's not a child, but in sharp, she in long, sharp objects, she's an alcoholic curly. and a drug addict. It was curly, and you know, there was, there was. They were from the south and poor, and yeah, but they lived with their grandmother. And um, I guess I don't remember Amy playing in that. I I I think I come in to watch that with you at a couple of times, but I didn't realize that. So Billy Elegy. Yes, yes, yes. That's it. It's one of those movies I like. The first time I I didn't even finish watching it because it was so hard to watch. It was watch. It was hard to watch her play such an ugly person. You know. Mm-hmm. And um, but then I watched it again. Watched the whole thing. It's a true story. And out of that, her son becomes an, a famous attorney. You mm-hmm. know, and this lifestyle he had drove him to succeed. And actually, his grandmother, who was really hard on him through life, who seen his mother, he wasn't going to stand a chance because of his mother's behavior. Abuse. Yeah. Just kind of really drove him and you know made him I'm trying to think who played the grandmother um it's Glenn Close Glenn Close and she got I think an academy award or some kind of award for that mm-hmm. yeah maybe I'm not thinking of the same thing but th- that's probably the same kind of character as that what she played in that sharp objects or- kind of but she's not the mother so she's uh it, it's kind she of like one of those artists or something like a, she's a journalist so she's journalist. a journalist um and there's like a like a serial killer in their hometown um and so she has to like go back and cover it as a journalist um and so she has to like stay with her family and, and everything is kind of it's like a jillian flynn book so it's like everything kind of it's a what's going on who done it kind of mystery thriller um and so you kind of have to get all these little clues to figure out who's the killer, what's going on, why doesn't she talk to her family, why does her and her mom have a really bad, strained relationship, why is she an alcoholic, why is she a drug addict, um, so it's, like, all these kind of clues of, like, what happened in her childhood, and it is, like, a, especially in the series, the miniseries, it, it's, a, like, it flashes back and forth between 
when she's a child and when she's an adult. Because the killings happened when she was a kid and then they happen again when she's an adult. Hmm. Or I don't know. No, I feel like I'm thinking of something. No, I think. Yeah, they happen when they, she's a kid and when she's an adult. How about um, in, anything else you want to add to your story, D? It was a good story. I mean, what did if, you learn out of the story? I how to pronounce Munchausen. Munchausen. No, how yeah. to do that. Um, Munchausen syndrome by proxy, but um, I never, I never heard of it before I did this, and um, I think it was sad. It was a sad story. It is a sad story. I think that's something too is that people felt, I mean, Gypsy's in prison right now, but people still feel sorry for her, you know. But in the in the end, she, I mean, she did. She, you know, conspired to the murder of her. Well, that's mom, the thing, but... right? Is it's a very controversial case because there's people who don't feel guilt or they don't feel sorry for her. They believe right. that she manipulated Nicholas into doing it. Like they believe she was the mastermind. She. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, wanted to murder her mother and she got someone who is clinically diagnosed as autistic and he's got mental disabilities. Right. 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 And she figured out she could manipulate him. Like her mother had manipulated people all their lives right. into doing and, something she wanted. Which I, I don't think is untrue. I think you know, I think she was in a desperate situation, but I don't believe it's untrue right. that she you know, and she said right. she didn't like Nicholas after the first time she met him and yet right. she continued on with this relationship. Right. And and I kind of got angry because, you know, I thought, well, my goodness, you know, she did know what she was doing. And, you know, I think she yeah. probably did. And know his what family she was doing. is furious she with knew, her. Yeah, they should. For him, she probably knew how to work him, Nicholas. Right. And right. then, but right. again, Somebody who's raising that way isn't thinking rational, so it's not like you. No, I I agree. I agree. Like I said, I believe she was in a desperate situation, and I think she was just trying to figure out anything she could, and she didn't know what else to do. And I, but I do believe, I do believe that his family should be angry at her. Yeah, I I believe that his family should be angry. I really do believe she doesn't have a mature mind. So you know, it's like a kid, right? Right. You know. She has the mind of a child. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think, I mean, I don't know about that. I think that's a very useful thing to have when you're you're dealing well, with this kind of a situation is to say, right. well, I don't, I didn't know what I was but doing. She, I didn't know. Yeah, that's true. I, I didn't know. It always reminds that. me of the Broad City episode where it's like, uh, he's like, I'm just a baby. I don't have any money. I'm a baby. Well, I, I I think that she knew what she was doing, and and his Nicholas's family is furious that you know she was allowed to do that to him, and he and she gets she gets a lot of the sympathy, and he gets a lot of the blame. Right, right, exactly. He, right. he had a bad, he had a a, a, a shady a background. And, Before and that, that's what his his that's parents why he got such a sudden. Obviously, well, it's his mother and his stepfather, but mm-hmm. he has obviously his obvious issues. Yes, 
and yet mm -hmm. they let him go out of state to meet this girl and it's like you know right right you right it's gonna happen right you know, your kid obviously but i think so I think and then, he was and then diagnosed with, like, okay, yeah, she can come move in with them. Right, you know, and really yeah. right, right. And bring this girl home and live with us. Obviously, you you know your child. You know, right, so. right, mm -hmm. right. And they probably was hoping for a different outcome for their son because they thought, oh, well, she's, you know, maybe she'll get him to behave or do, do things that he's supposed to. So, you know... They probably had different theories on the relationship. And then when it turned out, then they wanted to blame her. And, you know, I don't Right. right. It, it was a scapegoat for them once their son finally, you know, once he did it. But he had that kind of aggression before he did that because he had well, a record. He was, well, his only, I believe, it, it's not like he was. Um, he got in trouble for exposing himself yeah, yeah it was like indecent exposure which you can get by just don't going say to the bathroom it. out in public don't say but... it. it just drives me nuts when people say that well it's true i've known people well, who've gotten it is i've known people who got indecent exposure for peeing outside uh so it is true i don't think that's i think again he has he's he's clinically on the spectrum of autism i think it's a very high case of autism and also he has a uh, disassociative identity disorder um, which basically it's you know causes the brain to you know malfunction and create um, identities yeah. yeah and they and they said that he he does have that his mother even was interviewed and said that he had multiple well, that's um, what I'm personalities saying. you know this child this is your child and you know all the issues he has you're going to just let him go out of state and find this girl and bring her home and you're going to move in. And I, I mean, obviously that shouldn't be happening. Well, well like he's mentally incapable of taking care of himself. He's an adult, you know, what no, are you going to do? Good. She was, was probably hoping yes, for the better, the better part of that, you know, maybe she would change his life and yeah, she did, but for the worse because she manipulated yeah. him. And she knew what she was. I think she knew what she was doing. I I, I, I agree. I think she knew what she was I, doing. Honestly, I don't think it was malicious, yeah. but I think she knew what she was doing. She was taking advantage of his. She was with yeah. enough people her whole life because they catered to her. So she was around normal people. And no, she, she seemed, wasn't. Well, she's seen people come into her home, bring food and talk to her and, you know, Mm -hmm. whether she was coherent enough to be able to say anything she could still see or hear what they were doing well not necessarily because if you're oh, drugged out and high away you're out of it people. right I, I agree she was sheltered away from people and she didn't have a lot of human interaction but it's not like he was the first guy she'd ever talked to or even guys she talked to online mm -hmm. she'd talked to multiple the Arkansas guy, and there was multiple others right. before Nicholas. So it's not like this was out of the ordinary. Right. Right. Um, again, she's only getting this kind of male attention and male information from online, which I'm sure in the early 2000s wasn't healthy or you know conductive. Right. But, right. You know, she understood her actions. I think. I yes. think that's the thing. Yeah. Is I, I think she understood 
the consequences of her actions. Right, right. I think so too. But you know, to to live that kind of a life, I, I no, I agree. I, I agree. Feel, I, I real feel really bad for her to be put yeah. through that to have a tube, and like she said in some of the interviews that she was interviewed with, that to live with that tube, she had to go get that replaced every, what was it, six, every so often. And she wasn't under any kind of medicine. They'd just take it out and put a new one in. Mm -hmm. You know, she, to replace that. American medicine. Well, and especially if they're being told she's a child, you can only use so much medicine on young children, right. you know. So, oh, and I'm sure know, they were they were afraid to use any kind of high anesthesia on a child. Right. And the pain that she it's went through, child. I'm sure yeah. they told her she'll feel just a little bit of pressure, maybe a pinch, right. and it'll be okay. As women, we all know we're not allowed certain anesthesias <laughs> when we get procedures done that are extremely painful, yeah. where we get hole punched. But you know, yeah, you'll feel a pinch and a lot of yeah. pressure. Yep, just a little. You'll be bit. uncomfortable for the rest. But don't of Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> yep, I yeah. know. It's definitely. I remember when this, you know, all kind of came out into the news and everything, and it's shocking to like see something like that. But there is, I'm, I mean, I agree. I think she kind of knew what was going on, knew, like, understood the process of like, hey, I'm going to kill my mom. But I also mm-hmm. agree too that one, she was desperate to get out and probably only saw that as a way of out of her situation. Right. Yeah. I, I do but believe there's that. Also this, there's also the sympathy factor of, you know, like she lived her entire life like this and was just trying to have a normal life because she realized she didn't have anything wrong with her. Right. And well, like you said, be, Jess, you know, the last time she had run away, her mother came and found her. So I'm sure she thought, yeah. like, I'm never going to escape if my mother is alive. Right. 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 Exactly. Right. And and the only way to and the only way to be able to do something or have a boyfriend or have friends, you know, grow hair, do all the things that she really wanted to do was to eliminate her mother out of her life. And so mm-hmm. I understand that. And it's not like she could have went and like emancipated herself because on nobody her medical records. Her. Right, right. On her, her mother is her. Right. And she was right. And she wasn't fit, like mentally fit enough to understand the pro like met on the medical records. And and to think um, that, you know, if she went to the police herself and told them that this was all a lie, think of the think of what might have think of what Didi might have done to her for a punishment. She said that she beat her with a hanger if she said one wrong thing or bruised her arms or pinched her you know, squeezed right. her too tight. Right. So, you know, I mean, she knew that what kind of abuse she would get if she didn't play along with whatever Dee Dee wanted her to do. So it's right. It's a, it, it I don't know. It, it's, it's a sad thing. It's crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. 
So that's all I got to say. <laughs> that's all I got to say. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. That. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, how about you girls? Got anything else to say? Nope. nope. I don't think so. This okay. was an interesting, interesting story. I think we nope. all knew about it, so that I mean, it was a pretty, pretty good one. Thank you, Cass. <laughs> okay, guys, let's wrap this up then. Um, hope everybody has a good week. Again, thank you everybody for watching and. Let us know what you think, how we're doing, and find us on your local podcast where we get them. Okay? All right, guys. Have a good week. Bye. 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 Goodbye. <laughs>